With me today are the usual suspects. We have my co-host, Core. How you been? How you been? Chaos is a ladder. <laughs> and we have my co-host, Delon. What's up, Delon? Assalamu alaikum, Brother Jordan. And you know what we do. We come and give you our takes on basketball, music, and everything in between. But before we get started, I just want to say, say a quick shout out and to the loved ones of Nipsey Hussle. Uh, it, seems, it appears that he has been shot down. This afternoon, six times, fatally wounded. It's, I think the last time I checked, it they wasn't confirmed whether or not he had passed or not, but just prayers up for him and his family in case he has. Uh, it's, it's, it's always a sad thing to hear stories like this in hip-hop and just like life in general because Nipsey Hussle was an amazing human being who tried to give back to those around him and those less fortunate. So it's a shame to see something like this happen to him. But I guess... Let's go ahead and get started with the podcast and get on to our normal set of topics. Uh, this week, Lil Nas X, the internet, the latest internet viral sensation. What's the name of that song? Old Town Road. Old Town Road. Old Town Road. Red, a 2019 Road. classic. Red Dead Redemption has, anthem. <laughs> has taken over the internet. It has been loved. It's been the source of many memes, many viral videos. Uh, Dennis Rodman posted a video of him riding on a horse with the song playing in the background, quoting the song. People just love it. It just it just sounds so good, and it's just so much damn fun to listen to. That's probably this is the most fun I've had enjoyed listening to a country song. Elva, I'm be honest. Elva, wait, y'all like, gonna disrespect no Nelly like that? Yeah, come on now. Sorry, Nelly, yeah. Toby Keith. Well, is it Toby Keith? It's over and over again. Come on I don't now. Like like no, no. Is that the is that the one in the music video? He was riding on a car. He was riding on like a, a Cadillac on the front. Of the Cadillac. I'm pretty sure Nelly is riding on a car or a black woman in every of his yeah, in every videos. car, every video. No, valid, valid, valid. Mm-hmm. But Lil Nas X song has been charting on the country music charts apparently until this week, where Billboard decided to remove it hey. from hot country songs. Saying that it was not country enough. To be honest, that's just ridiculous, to be honest with you, first and foremost. It it leads us to the question of if you if an artist chooses to have his music viewed a certain way, then should it be received that way? As in, if an artist says my music is country, is it up to Billboard to decide it, or should they just leave it up to the artist to decide what their genre is? What do you guys think? I think the problem with it is is that when you look at the landscape of the rest of the songs that were on billboards country charts that there are songs that are similar to old town road not the same you know not black but there were songs that use identifiable because they said that there were too many identifiable aspects that were not country music they but they just share so many with other songs so it just doesn't make sense he said that it's a country song the the music says it was a country song. It had country tropes. You know, he was talking about his horse, his his, yeah. his cowboy hat. Like there was really no reason for it not to be a country song. Um, and for the the music that they allowed to be classified as hip hop, the fact that it, it feels like every other genre can pull from hip hop, but hip hop can't pull from other genres, or hip hop can't dip in other genres, and it's just kind of unfair. Well, see, it, it's more like hip hop. If hip hop touches something, it just instant, it's just instantly deemed as just hip hop, like, like the, and that's it. Like, like that's the one all, drop rule. That's all you are. To, yeah, the one, like the one drop rule, <laughs> exactly. Core. Like as a, I was tiptoeing around. Like anytime, yeah, anytime a black person touches something, it's instantaneously put in the hip hop mode. You know, we, Drake had the same problem. Drake had the same problem with with hip, Hotline Bling not being categorized as a hip hop rap song. When he went to the Grammys, and because you know, Hotline Bling and 
by no means right here, I think, rap music, hip-hop, by no means. Yet he was thrown into the hip-hop rap category for the Grammys. And Drake was mad about it. He should be. I mean, if any other, if, if like a white artist or pop artist made Hotline Bling, it would not be looked at as hip-hop or rap. Because Drake made it, it was looked at as that. And so it's just, what, what like I said, if you say it wasn't country enough, like what was it missing? Oh, white what were the aspects? <laughs> so yeah so both y'all agree this country song then it is a yeah it's a lot i'm gonna say this when it comes to people grouping genres of music if a artist came out and was talking about i got money i got flashy stuff i got chains and all that people who listen to country music would instantly say oh that's a rap song so if somebody come out and they talking about Riding on a horse, riding on a tractor, wrangler on my booty. I cheated on my girl. That's country music. I don't care what nobody say. It's country, like the, the the singing, the tones, everything about the song screams country music. Yeah. The only thing even the only thing is missing is the banjo and the blue light reference. Yeah, and and that's I even it's like even like the boys and like it's the dialect the uses in the country. song. Yeah, it's, it's a country southern tone. Like it just screams country music to me. I think the only thing that keeps it from being a hundred percent country is like you know the blaring bass in the background. Yeah. Okay. 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 But my thing is this: if you look at some of the songs on the country charts, they singing over beats. Really, it's like 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 they're singing over beats. that's kind of similar to that. If you listen to the country, yeah, that's what the saying. If you listen to the pop stations, like any stations is not hip hop. They're all elements from hip hop and putting it in there. So why is it an issue if we're using our own beats to make country music? I don't see the problem. Like, okay, I'm gonna give you a perfect example. Like when oh, oh okay, I look okay, I look at it this way. When Lil Tracy dropped like a farmer, to me, that's not a country song. That's a rap song with country elements. When Young Thug and Family Don't Matter, to me, that's a rap song with country elements. But what makes Old Town Road as special as it is. Is that it's more country than anything, so that's why I don't. So that's why I don't understand. I mean, wait, wait. And the number one thing that throw me off is if they wanted, to, like, if they just wanted to say it's a parody, I may have let them cook with it. It's the fact that they say it doesn't have the values of a country song. What's the value? Because <laughs> I listen to Casey Musgraves like, like I don't even like country, but I like the Casey Musgraves album, and it's a song on there that don't sound like country music. But it's only country jars. Like, like, it's just crazy that Billboard made this call. Like, who some people in, I guess, the country section of Billboard got up and said, "I hey, want names." <laughs> I, yeah, I want names too. But I think it's interesting to think that, that yeah, country music also has gatekeepers, and as, to me, it seems like they're even more strict than even hip hop gatekeepers because for some odd reason, we can't keep out the people we don't want in. Exactly. No how hard we try. And this, so it's, my, it's this is my biggest they, issue. This, this is my biggest issue. Lil Nas X said that he is an artist and he want to make whatever music he want. I think he should touch every charts. When Post Malone came into hip hop and said he wasn't a rapper and he was just making music, he's still on our charts. Even when he make music, this country music, even when he make music, this rock, this country, it touches all the charts. So why can't Lil Nas X? That's what I want to know. Now see this, and this is this is going. This is my next question: Who should determine? what genre of music is. So if an artist like, you know, Lil Nas X goes up to Billboard and say, hey, my music is country, put it under the country section, don't put it underneath any genre. Should Billboard go with that? Or should there be gatekeepers at Billboard who decide what is country, what is hip hop, what is blues, what is jazz, and range it accordingly? Because you do, we do have artists kind of like Lil Uzi Vert, uh, guys, Juice World. I mean, we kind of even had Juice World. They probably wouldn't even classify as rap if we really, if we really look at it. Yeah, I mean, we got we got Trippy Red. We also have like you know back in the day, Little Wayne. He he dubbed himself a rock star. So when art, so those guys' music have been removed from the hip hop charts and put on the rock charts. Do you see what I'm saying? What do you guys think? Almost I think that the way that the Grammys determined. um Drake being accepted into the best hit rap album category with Scorpion, the uh 51% thing. I think if they just have some some like hard rules, there should be no people who decide case by case um subjectively. 
It should be, mm-hmm. this is it. These are the numbers I want to see. This is because that the, the, the song is overwhelmingly country except for the drums. Yeah. And if it's going to be one element that takes it out, because I, I, I'm sure there's some clip on YouTube of someone like taking out the drums and like edited it to where it's just like the audio without the drums, it will probably be 100% country. And it just doesn't make sense without that. If that small percentage is what y'all subjectively say is not country. Is he even rap? Like, I'm sorry. He like, doesn't I, rap I at I, all. I would say, I don't know if I've heard this song from beginning to end, but from, from what I've heard, he, he's just, he's literally just singing. Like, he's just singing. Because the other song that I like, he's really just him singing the entire song. So that's why I'm confused when people just keep saying, oh, he shouldn't be on the country charts. He should be on the rap charts. I ain't heard a verse yet. So I'm going to say this. So, Delon, do you feel like Billboard or, yeah. So basically, you're thinking Billboard should set down a specific guideline, like a concrete guideline stating what may, constitutes a hip-hop album or like a hip-hop song? Um, I just think... I think that they need to make this so much less transparent of who they want to be successful. Um, yeah. Because, exactly. like, like the point was made with Post Malone. It's like, when you listen to that kind of music, it's not even just that Post Malone touches all the charts when he makes an album. It's that if he was black, then... He would. Then, then that song, that album would be considered urban contemporary R&B. It wouldn't be considered pop. It wouldn't be... It would be Country. take off just like Ariana Grande has so many R and B and hip hop elements in her music now. If she was black, it would be up for best urban contemporary R and B album at the Grammys. Is it? But instead, it's you know, right now it's best pop album. That's a good point. What you about to say, Corey? And I will say this: I think the biggest, the biggest example of me that the gatekeepers don't want us in there. Is when Beyonce had a country music song. Yeah. And she performed at the CMA Awards and they was upset. Beyonce's the biggest artist, one of the biggest artists, if not the biggest artist on earth. If they don't want her in there, they don't want nobody in there. And the, you know, do you remember that? I don't know how true that story was, but did you see that report that came out that said that the Grammys were upset with Beyonce with yeah, Lemonade? It was true. Yeah, because they, they were upset with, with Beyonce they because her, she said her album had too many different genres on it. From country to and she was nominated in too many categories, and they feel like she was trying to cheat the Grammys and thus, you know, lowering the integrity of the entire competition, which is a bunch of like. I'm gonna say this: if Beyonce had an issue with this, Princeton had an issue with this, Michael Jackson had an issue with this. It's this is one thing they all got in common. I'm just gonna throw that out there. And I don't see nobody else having this issue. Yeah. Outside of that, you know, that one common denominator between the artists you name, I don't see nobody outside of that having that same problem. Exactly. If I listen to a rock station, they ain't playing number rock music, and out of nowhere they play an Eminem song, and ain't a guitar on that song at all, what's the one <laughs> thing all artists <laughs> no, this, is, this is hilarious because I mean, when I'm at work, one of my co-workers plays like rock music and every and like every five to six songs, an Eminem song, it's Eminem, song. An Eminem song will turn. No out. other rapper will ever touch that station. And I ever. And that is just ever. That is just hilarious to me. Not think about it. Oh, Billy been doing country rap his entire career. He ain't touched no country radio station until he had Toby Keith on there. And the crazy, what is it? And the crazy thing about the Eminem song is, it's like it's guess who's back? Guess who's back? Shady. <laughs> This song is rock. Exactly. That's, that's, oh my god. I heard this song like five times. Man, that's, that's one time. Trippy Red, Juice World, all these rappers calling themselves rock stars. The only Post Malone, the only rapper I'd have seen an actual rock band say, "Hey, let's do some music. Hey, let's perform together." What? 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 what they all got in common? We know what they got in common. We. What's understood ain't got to be said. Dreads. Yeah. <laughs> say this. I'm going back to my point. The institutionalized racism is over with. I ain't listening to no more white rappers except Action Brunson. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. I feel... Half a Logic album. I'm letting y'all know that now. Gonna... Are we going to talk about Logic album? I think we're going to talk about Logic album later. All I'm right. <laughs> 
But I'll say this. This is one last thing I want to say about this topic is I want us to be more, I guess maybe we should be more inclusive with our artists like Little Uzi and um, Trippy Red. Let's make them feel more comfortable for calling themselves hip hop because obviously rock, country, all the other genres aren't going to accept them. So I feel like we yeah, gotta protect yeah, no yeah, one else. We like if, if they're gonna play their game and say that if you can't, you guys can't be country, then we need to go out and we need to support those guys like this. They don't feel the need to say, I'm not a rapper, I'm not a rapper. They avoid themselves from being boxed in because I hate that statement. Oh, I hate that statement so much. I hate when an artist say that. that I'm not a rapper, but then you know, most of their songs chart on the rap hip hop stations, and most of their fans are hip hop rap fans. And, and then the fact that yeah, and the fact that no rock stations, no rock artists or anything even tries to work with them, like you said, and yet they want to say, I'm a rock star, but, you know, rock don't fuck with you. Shout out to YouTube for working with Kendrick. Shout out though. to them. Now, think about it. Shout out to um, Ed Sharon, or Ed Sharon, however you say his name, for working with um, Little Uzi that one time on the Grammy stage. That was cool. Was yeah, Ed is. Sharon was um, basically... Lil Uzi was singing Ed Strain's song, and Ed Strain was singing Lil Uzi's song during the Grammys, and they was on stage together. It was beautiful. It wasn't, it wasn't the greatest, but it was, it was a nice Ooh. moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. But before we move on to the next topic, I want to... Hmm, do I want to bring it up? Well, I'm like this. I guess I can go and say it, because we've already said it on the TL. That we, are going, we are currently working on our own version of the double xl freshman list i forgot to mention at the beginning due to the unfortunate circumstances that the fallen nipsey hustle but we are working on it and we'll give you more details on that in the future so stay tuned for that the next topic on the agenda today is saving devin booker devin booker dropped i believe 59 points a couple like about a week like earlier this week followed up with another 50 point performance Followed up by a 48-point performance. What do all these games have in common? An L. They lost. A they big lost. fat L. These the Suns all have been. They've lost like by 33 plus points in one of these games, and he scored like 50 in. And now it has led to media outlets asking, "Is Devin Booker trash? Is Devin Booker even a top 50 player?" What? Yes. Like they've been debating this on first take. Um, whatever the name the show is that Stephen A. Smith is on. They've been debating this on the internet. Nick Wright, everybody's been asking, is Devin Booker even that good? Now, I just want to I just want to point this out. The Magic are a terrible basketball team. Ain't nobody putting up 50 on their team. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. The Bobcats were horrible for years. Wonder about playing like Devin Booker is right now. Same thing with the process 76ers. Devin Booker is a talented player. Devin Booker is indeed a top 50 player in the NBA. To sit here and say that he is not good because of how bad the Suns are is ridiculous. Especially when he is... It's not like he's shooting bad percentage. He's shooting extremely high efficiency on these... I think he's shooting... He's like top three in media percentage or is he number one? He's up there. I believe in these past three games he has a true shooting percentage of like 73%. That is ridiculous efficiency and yet his team is losing. The reason for this is simply as simple as this. His team is the worst defensive team in the league, which means it don't matter how efficient one player on your team is. If the rest of the, if the, if the other, if the team is giving up 130 points, 60 points don't mean, it don't mean nothing. It doesn't mean nothing in the grand scheme of things. And that 59 point loss, can y'all guess who was the player that took the second, no, the 50 point in a game that he scored 59 points. Can y'all guess who took the next most shots after Devin Booker? Can you guess? They took 10 shots. <laughs> I, I, I want to say Kelly it Oubre, but I feel like it it's going to be Jamal, Jamal Crawford. Crawford. It wasn't Kelly Oubre. It wasn't DeAndre Ayton. It wasn't Josh Jackson. Please don't say it was Jimmer. It was Jimmer for they, they let Jimmer get back. It was hey, Jimmer hey. for dead. Hey, and again, the Devin Booker scored 59 points. Jim Fredette took the second most shots on the team. And people wonder why that team sucks. They wonder why they lose. His contract. The team. 
this is my question, man. Why ain't nobody else taking no shots? That's what I want. I, I, mean, I mean, Devin was just taking shots. And I guess when the other guys got the ball, they just weren't. I don't, they were giving it back to Devin. But the thing is, a team can can win like that, but it's only if the team is playing defense. Kind of like, I'm like this. I don't believe any team, I don't believe any player in this league could elevate the Suns. The Suns have a bunch of borderline mm. G League players offensively. There's not many players in that team that could go somewhere else and actually be on the team. Not even be on the bench, but just be on the team. And plus the picks they didn't have since Devin Booker having this necessarily no. panned out. I mean, even the ones. I mean, Josh Jackson hasn't them. really done much. Uh, Marquise Chris didn't do anything. Dragon Bender, despite his fire name, did nothing. Uh, DeAndre Eight. Yeah, you know his name is Dragon Bender. Uh. What's his What's his name? Oh, DeAndre Aiden, of course, having a great rookie season. But their team's problem isn't off. It's, it is offense, but it's prim, it's primarily defense. And DeAndre Aiden is not is a, as a rookie center. It's not going to change a team defensively on his own. Devin Booker is not going to. Ch- well, Josh Jackson been in his second year. He ain't going to necessarily be a top. You know, like he ain't going to be the defender in that athletic play. He was in college. The thing is, the team doesn't have any veterans. They traded Trevor Ariza away. They Ryan and, and they added Ryan Anderson to the team. Who's I don't even think Ryan Anderson ever plays, and if he does, he's a terrible defender himself. So he isn't even helping towards the main problem. So my point is this: even nobody, I don't feel like anybody's team could elevate this team. Even LeBron James, after we seen what he did with the Lakers and how terrible, and the Lakers. Why is LeBron the even right now? <laughs> He's not the person you would say even LeBron James to right now. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying because, you know, he is the best player in the world. Supposed to be. You know, it's a bad you say Yeah, even LeBron, even LeBron can, do, can it. do it. Like, And the thing is, the Suns are even worse than the Lakers defensively, while having even worse offensive players outside of Devin Booker. So, yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no reason Devin Booker should be blamed. Devin Booker is indeed a top 50 player. Top 50 talent. If he continues this streak, that should be undeniable. But my one question is this. How do we save Devin Booker? Is there any way to save him other than trading him from the sun? That's <laughs> <laughs> it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to say this. He got to force a trade. That's the only thing I can see that makes sense because I feel like Phoenix Suns is one of those. I mean, I'm like as much as we talk about the Knicks, the Phoenix Suns is one of those franchises where first it's been the co- first they said it was the coach, then they said it was the GM. I think it's the owner. That's the only thing that makes sense. Like if like it's the entire culture, and when you got an we got a whole culture that's just not moving right, you got to start over. Yeah, this is the same front office that just two weeks ago we brought up how. They said that I think it was the owner sent the GM some like goats, goats to his office, and when he, the GM came into the office, there was goat shit everywhere. Look, the owner is not interested in basketball. This man has become complacent, and yeah, he, exactly. he he has it's it's he's not committed to winning. He is happy that he's got Devin Booker because now since Amari Stoudemire, I don't think he's had a marquee player, so he has Devin Booker. He has someone who is able to generate a profit. Now that he has someone who's able to generate a profit, he is perfectly content with the team that he has. Now, the crazy thing is, I think he's actually been threatening the city of Phoenix to move the team. And the city, yeah. and the, and the city, of, oh, yeah, and the yeah, city yeah. of Phoenix was basically saying, I'm a nigga, the team sucks. You think we can? <laughs> yeah, I think it was over a new stadium because he wanted a new stadium. And he's like, hey, y'all come out half for it. And the city's like, but y'all... <laughs> Why would we pay for a new? Going yeah. And that's and that goes back to the ineptitude of the entire Suns organization. The only way to save Devin Booker is a hey, total man. upheaval. Yeah, it's only a total upheaval of the Suns. It starts with an owner caring, thus hiring competent front office staff, which then carries over to them drafting players who can actually contribute to the team as well as encouraging free agents who can help on a defensive end can y'all imagine if they just tried to get a bunch of defensive stalwarts on the defensive end and try to build a team similar to like the Utah Jazz because for me I think I think that Devin Booker is just as talented if not more talented than um, Donovan Mitchell on the offensive end 
It's just the fact that he has no defense to back him up when he go when Devin Booker starts missing. There's no defense to pick up the slack and give him the ball back to him. If Devin Booker misses, yeah, if Devin Booker misses, the Suns gonna let somebody score, and then they they just slowly fall down until Devin Booker gets a groove. Imagine giving him a defense like that. That's the kind of defense that you know that helped Allen Iverson get to the finals when he was the only real offensive star on a team full of defensive, you know, Star Wars. But and see, I will say- that's that's not going to work because as soon as this year happens, that's let's me. say let's say they get the first pick, they're going to be picking Zion because they're going to be picking the name, not necessarily play the help their team the most. Yeah. And I think this cuz like like what I said with the owner thing, I think this comes back to to a deeper conversation of the owner's power in the NBA cuz like with his the way he's treating the team with him threatening to move the team um it, sports league owners it's so hard to force them out cuz we're seeing what happens right now with Robert Kraft like unless he commits like some serious felony there's no way to take the team away from him yeah even though he might be involved in a sex trafficking ring um who was it the the owner of the clippers that that came on video saying uh he who shall not be he it was such a deal it was taken to court (laughs) about whether or not that team could be taken away from him even after it's so obviously deserved to be yeah It's, it's just like it's like at what point i think the only way that it could happen is if like they're causing such like a negative involvement with everyone else's money with everyone else in the league as a whole like that team needs to be taken away. The Knicks need to be taken away from James Dolan. Facts. But until that happens, oh, yeah. it, there's no improvement on either of those they teams. Us. No, it, there's no way possible. I hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. But eventually, somebody gonna be looking at the Suns like, "Hey, y'all fucking up with our revenue, with our money. We all supposed to be getting uh, slightly bigger checks at the end of the year, but y'all just awful." They almost, they almost took the fucking 76ers away. I don't, that's what and I'm saying. Like Joel and B finally played. I'm saying like it could just be that the owners have their annual meeting and they just all jump the owner of the Suns like just beat his ass and be like, "Hey, my nigga, do better." And since the and since the Suns are sending goats to people offices in order so they can uh, shit everywhere, I I would put it past that actually happening in the GM. I like in the owners meeting. Like I don't know what's real anymore. To be honest with you, I will say this though. That's a fire prank to do. If you I have to watch a Game of Thrones. This is a, I have to watch a Game of Thrones. That's a Game of Thrones prank. It is. Can you imagine just like walking in a room? There's like 30 ghosts in there chilling. You know, you come for the sit. 30 Michael Jordans? That'd be cool. 30 Michael Jordans? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Like, it's just one of those situations. Like, how do you even respond? And what can you even do? Like, like do you really want to fight 13 ghosts? To be in a room? And, it, and then your room smell like goat field. There ain't nothing you can do about it. You just got to burn the whole building. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing about that's, that's pristine meat, though. That's lamb chops, my nigga. Yeah, you'll eat left. Lots you of eat good, at the, at the very least. Eternal curry. But let's go on to the next topic. Uh, we mentioned them earlier. I guess we're going to talk about logic for a minute. Logic, I guess. Re- I guess. Logic released a new album slash soundtrack for his newest his new novel apparently logic is now a writer maybe he always was a writer we didn't know okay so the soundtrack is supposed to be the music that guides the album i believe i'm gonna tell you what after listening to the album it is pretty bad to me it's mostly logic crooning over acoustic guitar it's uncreative writing most of the stuff is a lot of cliches, like uh, most. Of, it's a lot of cliches you normally hear in like love ballads and stuff like that. Uh, like I said, the production is mostly just acoustic guitars throughout. There's nothing. There's, and anytime he does anything that's slightly different or something that's kind of original, it's uh, it's kind of him just saying some very weird lyrics, like "Girl, let me lick your li- lemon drop, drop, lemon drop, drop." Yeah. What? Yeah, I'm like saying this. You already let Young Thug get away with that. I, I yeah, different. it's different. It's different here. Logic's it's different. Like I said, it's different. If that's the <laughs> highlight of a, of your album, you think I saw so you can get away with that. Two chains get away with that. It's different. 
it's different when this is the highlight of your album. Because like I said, most of the stuff he says is pretty bland and dry. And then you just get, then you're like, oh, this is new. And then you're like, oh my God. Uh, wait, 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 wait. You mean season? Say what now? You mean unseason? Unseason. And so it leads me to ask you this, y'all guys. Is he hip hop? Is Logic hip hop? Because for the longest, people have asked. Wow. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Okay. That's what we do. <laughs> well, you know, asking is he hip hop is a little too harsh. What is yeah. what is his niche in hip hop? Because for so long, it seems like Logic was trying to catch the ghost of Drake, Cole, and Kendrick. He's mentioned it multiple times in his music. How every time he makes a rap album, people say, "Hey, man, this sounds like a Kendrick song." Or, "Hey, man, he mentioned like it last Cole. week." Yeah, and then you know he released a new song. And he said, "Niggas, you know he was saying it sarcastically like they say you'd never be Kendrick, Kent, Cole, or, or Drake, and that's pretty much been the theme of his entire career where people have been comparing him to other artists because it seems like he borrows ideas from them. Borrows. And according to um, what's the guy name? Anthony Fantano. According to Anthony Fantano, he borrowed a lot of ideas from rock artists." Marco, 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 Marco. So, is there a place for logic in hip hop? Because it seems like you know how we make all the jokes about Drake. It's like about him being a chameleon. It really seems like logic is the hip hop chameleon. Like, what's his lane? Like, what is what is who is logic? Of all rappers to be asking that about, I feel like to, logic goes out of his way to try to service all of his lanes separately. Well, he really don't have. Well, to. He really doesn't have to like. I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's like two logics. There's one where he like lives out his like musical fantasies and he cannot perform under his current public persona as you know with his newfound success as like the the rapper who's the safe rapper blah 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 blah. And that's like the the Bobby Tarantino mixtapes but also you know the 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 Young Sinatra and this new soundtrack. But then there's also album logic where he actually just like tries to make an album. And I feel like one logic is canon and one logic is not canon. <laughs> <laughs> so out of that is a perfect so out of eight commercially released logic projects, three of them are quote unquote logic albums. All three are good. One I think personally is amazing, one is good, and one is okay to good with large shades of corniness in it. Can you, That's can you what be- I What'd you say? Can you be more? Could you be specific? Like, which albums? Are- uh, Under Pressure, I think, is a great album. I agree. Um, the Incredible True Story, Incredible Whatever Story, whatever the album's called. The second album, I think the album is good. I think there's some highlights. I really like it. I think it there's album. some there's some songs that I skip. I really don't skip anything on the first album. There's some songs in the second album that I skip, and there's like a couple lines I'm like, eh. but overall, it's a good album. Like, I'll play it. The third album. He does what he needs to do, but you can see that's when he starts fitting in the songs when he's trying to get the commercial success. On the first album, there wasn't none of that, you know. But no. on the third one, like, ah, it's a little corny. But it wasn't, like, objectively bad. But it's where the, the other five albums and mixtapes where he's just, like, hit or miss. Yeah. That's just weird. But I think see- if we just judge him by the three albums that he has, like, albums, 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 I think he's hip-hop. But honestly, the thing is, I don't. I, he has some hip hop songs. There's that one song, why I think it's YS4 on his most recent mixtape that he released, where he's rapping from the perspective of money and gold chains on a song, and it is so clean. I'm telling you, man. Like, I it's like I sometimes have to listen to it. I'm like, man, this is hip hop. Like, when I heard it, I said, man, this is amazing. And it reminds me how talented he was going back to his Young Sinatra days. But I'm that's but that's not really logic either. That's, it's so hard to figure out who he is because my problem under pressure was there were times where I heard certain tropes and themes and sounds. I thought to myself, this reminds me of you know like Cole, Kendrick, or Drake. And just they are just they hip hop. Yeah, they are hip hop. But I'm saying like I said, like I said, it was too harsh to ask, is he hip hop? I'm trying to say what is his place in hip hop? Like what's, what's his lane? Like? What's his niche? Because you know how like Cole's lane is I'm the relatable guy that everybody loves because you know you can relate to what I say. Drake is the heart throbs. Yeah, well, I think I just make a mistake. I think his niche is he's trying to be the rapper who says that he can do anything. That's why he has Wait, 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 wait. I got okay. it. 
He's the rapper for everybody. Damn. See what I, I need there. Go out and slap you if I could. See what <laughs> I, <need> <laughs> I see what you did there. But think you. Want to be t- every, every day? Like he, 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 th- th- that's what he said on every. He time. definitely has. He black is Mona Lisa. He white is Mona Lisa. Black is because he's African. Yeah, he told us it's Jordan. You know that. God. You just don't want to accept him. You just don't want to accept him for who he but is. I mean, it's, I mean, to say that though, is is he really making? Is he does he really try to occupy that many lanes? I mean, he he has yeah. he has four uh-huh. different. He has different series of albums that will go to each individual lane. And that's where it's like shaky because like because like you have artists that will just do everything that they can on one album. Even Drake did like a two-sided album, but then Logic will go in one Logic, year. He'll be like, This is the trap album. This is my album this year. And then 75% of his fans or 75% of people don't fuck with that. So then it's just Logic released a trash album yep. that year. And then he'll put out the next year. He'll put out the soundtrack to the book, and ninety nine percent of fans don't <laughs> fuck with that. And it's just it, he 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 goes to the lanes too individualistic. He should just like, you know, just do it all. Okay, you know? so his lane, the lane he occupies, is a lane that oh, I want to appease everybody, but that's not what he should do. Yes, so, and it seems like he's spreading himself very thin. So who is the real logic? Who do you guys think that logic sh- should be? I think Logic is an artist who has found success through a fan base that is part gaming, that's kind of outside of hip hop, inside yep. of hip hop, low key elitist. You know, you might throw like a lot of college, white college fans, which, which there's nothing wrong with, but I feel like coming in the rap game, I don't think that's what it, I, I think his issue. The only thing is, I think his problem is that's not what mm-hmm. he wanted. Like, for example, Tech Nine. I remember saying, I remember saying he's be like, "Cool, listen to Tech Nine, listen to Tech Nine." He played me a song. It was basically, Tech Nine saying, "Man, I love being black. I love black people. Why y'all not listening to my music? Why when I go to my concerts and shows, y'all not here for me?" I don't have a problem with being successful, but it's just the fact that y'all not here giving me the love that I feel like y'all yeah. should give me. And I think, I, I and. And even though we all laughing, we're talking about being biracial. I think in his mind, he probably feel like, "Why don't y'all love me the way y'all love a Kendrick?" I mean, because thing is, I think Logic is a dope rapper. I think he can rap. I just feel like sometimes he doesn't know how to speak to people without coming off a certain type of way. So he probably feel like, "Well, oh, y'all love Travis Scott. Well, if I make a song like that, y'all will like me." Then everybody's like, "You stealing?" Well, y'all love J Cole. I'm gonna make a song like J Cole do. Nah, you stealing? Why well, y'all love Kendrick? You know, like I feel like he puts. I feel like it's like the lens. I think he he spreads himself kind of thin because he really does want everybody to appreciate yeah. him. But just the optics he got, things he done in the past, and more importantly, the people who support him makes a lot of fans not want to rock yeah. with him. Because when I go listen to the Logic song, you know, I don't think it's gonna be everybody coming. Oh, this hot is. He's so much better than those other mumble rappers. These other black rappers don't know how to make music. <laughs> it's, it's real hip hop. Eminem and Hobson and Logic. They're the goats. I'm just glad there's no other Nick Nogs on this song. <laughs> you know, like when you got it just make it make you be like, man, I don't even want to listen to this no more. So I feel like with Logic, he really wants his music to bring everybody together. It's just you know, it's kind of impossible to do that with music. Yeah. Well. I think I think with that I think he has actually been successful with that because I oh, oh I take it back with the song. I think because like Logic's thing is like it's like all you gotta do is do it once to prove that you can do it and then everyone will be kind of waiting yeah. after that because I personally I love Logic I'm never gonna repeat on this podcast what I said to Jordan two years ago about Logic I can't remember. I, <laughs> you better be glad I can't I, remember I remember boy that'll get me man anywho uh but. I have not been impressed by his last mm, two, three releases. I think it was Bobby Tarantino, uh, YS4, and the Supermarket release. But... Oh, wait, wait, can I hear this? I do not listen to his mixtapes. I don't do a yeah, yeah. I know that. Like, if it's not no, if it's not no Sinatra mixtapes, I don't even touch it because I know it's some... Yeah, and that's the thing. I did not really fuck with Young Sinatra 4 like I thought I would. But, 
Logic has he, he's always been someone who wants respect from the old heads. And as I see like the old heads respond to that mixtape, no, no, no. When I saw the old heads respond to that mixtape, everybody loved it. First off, he had Wu Tang on it, the entirety of Wu Tang. They were tweeting support for the album. He impressed Ebro with YS4. That surprised me. All of like the old heads, the gatekeepers, like that really fucked with YS4. And I'm like, I really thought I should, but I didn't really. I mean, it was like he. It was lacking in con- it was lacking in content and just like yeah and th- it, it reminded me of like of like older older hip hop where it was just like rapping for rap sake over like rap rapidly rap beats and that's what somebody likes but then me I didn't fuck with that or his last two mixtapes and albums but I'm still waiting for the next one and the fact that he has me still waiting because there's other artists who we've all loved but we just gave up on like we're not waiting for that next one like no yeah. we're still waiting on the next Chief Keef album but for no. some reason. For, for yeah. some reason, when that next Logic album, not mixtape, album drops, I'm going to be checking for it, even though I haven't liked what he's released in the last three years. Yeah, that's because he had, because you know he he hasn't felt completely off our radar yet. But after and, a he's, while, and he's shown us he could do it once, so we're like, yeah. he's, he might pop up with it at any moment. And I need a minute, so man. So to I'm that, a- to that, it has been a success, and then of course financially, because he is in so many lanes, like Corey said, the gaming, the blah 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 blah. He's he's probably touched money that a lot of us haven't seen, or a lot of other rappers haven't seen. Like that re up with Def Jam he was talking about what was it 20 30 mil? Ooh. Yeah, I think it was 20. I think it was 20 or 30. Yeah, I, most people's favorite rappers ain't doing that exactly. And and, I, and I'm gonna go back to what I said a long time ago on this podcast. I just hope he doesn't give up because I truly feel like if Logic keep rapping, he gonna run the game. No, I, I still no. feel that way. He's... I, I, I'm, I'm serious. I don't care what nobody say. I feel like he's gonna be the one to be the face of everything. I truly I feel not. that way. And when that song, <laughs> when that 901 song came, out, when that 901 song came out last year, that, that that was like the first major step for me to see. I think it's gonna be him. Even though a lot of people don't want it to be him, I think it's gonna be him. I I, I envision a post-apocalyptic world where everything is the color gray, and our new overlord is Logic, <laughs> where no one sees color. Like that's when you say I see Logic as a face of hip hop. That's what I see. I, re- I see a very I see a very bleak future for everybody. But you gotta look at it this way though. <laughs> he's been building <laughs> all the steps forward. He trying. He touches every lane, even though. Well, he, of course, yeah, he, wait, wait, he does it by taking. Wait, he say, takes other people's sounds and he right? don't really improve upon it or do the own spin on it. Like that's why he's able to touch every lane. He just takes shit. So it's another artist that does that, and when I say he does that, everybody says it. Does that not sound familiar to you? Yeah, but at least, at least, come, come, come on now. At least Drake puts his own spin on it. Nah, he does not. Come on now, Jordan. Come on now, Jordan. He do. Ordering he it do. down and making it worse is not, that's not putting your spin on it. You're spinning away. The regurgitating something as it is, it's not, it's not doing the same. And I'm going to say this about Look, oh. Still young. He still got time. He may look like he's 43, but he's still got time. Look at that Deadpool was out of his mask. <laughs> wow. I think I think this logic thing. I'm gonna say, and after hearing that song, I feel so bad because because even though I do like logic, I still crack jokes about logic all the time. He was on the song. He was like, "Man, everybody telling me I'm going bald." I was like, "Man, I feel bad." Now. <laughs> hey, <laughs> let's 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 move on because we've been on logic for like a smooth, I think, twenty minutes now. Um, I'm a lot future. <laughs> I pray to God we don't. But anyway. And other breaking basketball news for this week. Uh, former Knicks star, current Maverick star, Christoph Porzingis was, has allegations of rose against him, stating that he might have raped a woman, his, his previous neighbor when he was in New York before the Knicks trade, which, which caused the Knicks to want to trade him to begin with. They said that the the rape allegations say that he um, committed sexual assault hours after tearing his ACL. I don't even know where to go with this. To be honest with you, it's just that alone is just insane to me to believe. You know, after so after, after someone tears ACL, they go out and commit 
sexual assault like that. Not to say I don't not to say that that's this story is untrue. It's just such a wild story to hear. And it's even wilder for the Dallas Mavericks who were notified of the case to kind of take on Chris Porzingis willingly. And then not even and not try to address it, you know, to the public or anything like that. I feel like it's an organization that's something you a move you kind of gotta do. But my question is this: How bad is this for the NBA slash the Mavericks? Because the Mavericks just a year ago had a giant expose come out on them, I didn't exposing them, yeah, yeah, exposing them for decades of sexually harassing and assaulting women in the workplace. And you know, it was pretty it was well documented, and it pretty much cited multiple instances. And it was all I think it was pretty much bound to be mostly true. And they consulted. Um, Cuban about it. Mark Cuban said that uh, the women pretty much stood up for Mark Cuban said Mark Cuban was never alerted of these instances, so it was not on him. It was mostly we were alerted HR, and they never reached back to Mark. So Mark was, I guess, got off scot-free. But it still doesn't change that the Mavic organization had a history of this stuff happening, and now they've traded for a star who now has a rape allegation against him. How bad is this for the NBA and the Mavericks? <clears throat> I think that it is bad for the Mavericks, not too bad for the NBA. Um, in, in regards to the Mavericks, I want so hard, or I want, I really want to like Mark Cuban. <laughs> Over the years, he's always been like the vocal owner, the owner that looks like he cares about the sport, but like you have to have some kind of discretion on who you are going to let in the door. And at this time, First off, with what happened last year, that is incredibly boneheaded and clueless. But these times that we live in today, there's absolutely no reason why he needed to have Porzingis on the team after that. Granted, he hasn't been pronounced guilty or not guilty. Either way, that's that's something that he could have waited off on until he got some facts about it. But in regards to the NBA, Kristaps has not played in a year or two. Um, if he were to disappear from the NBA, it wouldn't really be that big. They they could just massage him out of <laughs> video packages. Like it's really not that big of a deal. Um, if they, if he if he had been playing and not been injured, he was like all star. He, he was doing numbers. If he was all star, blah blah blah, then it would definitely be something else. But in reality, Kristaps is a year and a half, two years in the league of playtime. Like that's not too significant of a legacy to get him the fuck out of here if he, in fact, raped that woman. Yeah. And I, I'll say this. It's... I, I, I lost my point that fast. I forgot what I was about to say. Go ahead, Cole. I know you... It was going to be if he's guilty or if he's innocent I, or something I, like that? Uh, it was a round of lines. I can't quite remember. All right. Go ahead, Cole. I know you have thought. Once a I'm going to say this, man. I'm going to say this, man. When the trade happened, I remember we all was talking about this. And the first thing I said was, for the Knicks to trade their star player that they got on the whim, he must have did something insane for them to get rid of him for so little. Is that not what I said? No, no, you actually did say that, and that's what I was about to bring up. Uh, you were saying that maybe they shouldn't go for it. He is a talented player that could pace potentially change the, the landscape for the Mavericks' future, so it's kind of hard for them to win defensive juggernaut. Yeah, it was hard for them to just say, eh, we're going to wait till this case is over. Because by the time somebody else would have scooped them up and said, eh, we'll take that, we'll bite that bullet and deal with this allegations. And, if you know, if it turns out to be guilty, then it, I'm like this, it's just two scenarios. If it turns out to be guilty, the Mavs are screwed because then they purposely took on a rapist. Yeah. And it looked just like, and you know, it looks bad on them. The NBA won't look bad. They can just always like say, hey, nah, get them out of the league. And that's just the end of it. Uh, But the Mavericks look bad for knowingly siding with said rapist also if he is semi found innocent and he just becomes half a shell of himself people are gonna say well look at there that nigga traded for a rapist and he didn't even do anything yep. he's still so it's it's a lot of pressure on Porzingis to perform otherwise Mavericks will look really really bad for this and yeah Cor- it's one of the situations where uh go ahead I would say yeah Core called this he said that the, something Porzingis must have done something for the Knicks to be saying man get this nigga out of here that that easy. 
And I like DeAndre Jordan and Dennis Smith Jr. But for them to be like, all right, Porzingis, you can go. I said, nah, man, it's something we don't know. And I thought it was going to be something we weren't going to never find out. So as soon as I heard this, I instantly said, hey, man, guilty. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't like calling people guilty before we get the facts to it. But I'm saying this. The facts we've heard sound outrageous. But at the same time, Corey, you point out that it's oddly specific. And, 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 and I'm gonna throw this on top of this. I remember when he got hurt, and the Knicks was like, "He hurt. He ain't playing no more." Walk. I remember him hopping on. I remember him hopping on Twitter and saying, "Nah, man, it's cap. I can't walk." They over exaggerating the situation. So when I heard about the right thing, and everybody was like, "No, nah, he couldn't even walk." Da, 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 da. I was like, ah. "I could have sworn he came out and said himself that he could walk." And he also, and like, this- he also is a seven three superhuman, so he got the wingspan. To, you know. Hold somebody down. Yeah, and I was and like that tweet actually resurfaced on Twitter too, Court. The one saying that um the one stating that he could walk, like he that did resurface, so it's actually true. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of because at first I thought like, oh, he couldn't even walk on his own. How in the world did he rape someone? But when you think about it, he is seven three, no telling how heavy if he were to come onto a yeah, if he was to come onto a woman and just pin her down, there's really nothing that she could do. But it's still to me, it's still crazy that someone with an injured leg to that extent could move, even like in, engage in something like that to wait, that extent. Wait, wait, my but, he is an Eastern European superhuman. Oh, here we go. I got, I got to bring. Come on, come on, man. Eastern European superhuman, man. If you're not seen the TV show Cor- Vikings, imagine if a Viking pull up on you with one bum. He's turning everybody into a pack steel. <laughs> Imagine a 73 Viking that can shoot from half court. Pulling up on you. You're not winning no matter what you do. I'm sorry. Oh, man. But I will say this. I feel like okay. Even though I do feel like he's guilty, I think the reason why the Mavs took that package is because not only are they not only is that an organization that is known for having that type of behavior, but they're also kind of, but Mark Cuban is kind of known for being like, he's kind of known for being like a, I'm going to say this, nobody wants to go to Dallas, basically. No free agent. Because they always feel like Mark Cuban is somebody who's always too close to the players and da-da-da-da-da. And only a certain type of, like, only like certain type of, like Chandler Parsons, like players who got reputation for being party animals and stuff like that. I feel like they specifically went to Dallas because Mark I'm sorry to figure out this. Like Mark Cuban, go throw him some bread to try to pay this, try to pay this lady off, and then he go ball out like they never balled out before. And they'll go to the playoffs to sweep it under the rug. And plus, I think they specifically him to a small market team, so this store wouldn't blow up and become as big as it was. Because if he stays in New York City, a major market, and he puts up numbers, this story is gonna blow out of proportion. So I'm mean, well, I think they're not out of proportion because it should be blown. It should be blown up, and I feel like the NBA made sure it happened so he could go. I'm, I'm gonna say this: Carmelo been accused of a lot of creepy stuff. It's a reason why he only played uh, to the end of his career. That's facts. That's facts. I'm just, just gonna throw this out there. And I, and like I said, the New York they want that, that extra, you know, uh, because publicity because they, they're trying. They, they're trying to draw in free agents this summer. The last thing you need is incompetent front office rapists on your, um, you know, incompetent office plus a rapist plus you know it's a terrible team. Like it's too much. To, it's too much for any free to sell any free agent to just it look is. over. But that, that that is my prediction. I feel like Mark Cuban go through some bread and they go they go they go try to settle this case. They go try to settle this case. They, that, that's what I think. And I think they go put. I, I think he will put up some numbers, make it to the playoffs. To make sure that this door don't blow up, I think he yeah, I'm it's, it's just me. I, it's just I'm me. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just weird that the woman says that it was the same day that he tore his ACL. Either that's just some terrible investigative work on her part on choosing the day, yeah. like, or this nigga is an animal and he needs to be locked up. But shout out to the Knicks for getting rid of that nigga. They they actually did something smart for a change, but I, I think they did right. I feel this is a kind of a no brainer though, so I ain't gonna give them too much clout. 
this is another uh, indignation on Phil Jackson. So Phil Jackson when he's gone. Nah, it all comes back to Phil for getting him in the first place. I'm gonna say this. Did I not say? Did I not say that Phil Jackson was a master of manipulating psychopaths? <laughs> did I not say this, people? The killer instinct. Killer instinct. Hey, hey, hey! I said if he could, if he could manage a rapist and a gambler, he could take care of anybody. Did he not do that? I don't know if he took care for singers, but yeah, yeah that's a trend there. But I think we only got one more topic left. It's time for Who's Wildin', where Cord gives us his take. Uh, well, he basically, no, where Cord tells us who has been wilding in the week and who needs to chill the hell out. Damn, Jordan, you tired? You sleep? It's been a long day. I've been apart. This nigga sound drunk. I've been apartment shopping, fam. I'm just, I'm, it's a tired. It's tired. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. All right, flex on this real quick. Flex on this. Man, I can't flex too hard, man. I ain't got, I ain't bought the apartment yet. Okay. <laughs> Might be in a carbo box at this rate. <laughs> I know where. <laughs> but uh yeah, so who's our who's wildin' for this week or uh I'ma say this. You feel like every time I say something next week it just blow up and becomes even worse. Cardi B Cardi B. Cardi B. Last time I was on the podcast, I said, man, I really but I just feel like she talked too much entirely too much somebody who has lived a life and done things that shouldn't be talked about apparently an old IG live leaked quotation marks leaked onto the internet and it was her admitting that she used to tell me that she was going to sleep with them come back to this hotel room with me and she would drug them and rob them and it sent the entire internet into a frenzy it was some people saying, hey, she did what she had to do to survive. And there were other people saying that, hey, this is hypocritical. If a man admitted to this, his career will be over. And I would just like to say, I hate both of those takes, and I really don't care about either one of those things. This is my issue with Cardi B. Stop talking. Stop responding. <laughs> Every time she tries to fix something, she only makes it worse. And the story behind this is that she had been beefing with some blogs. With some blogs. There were blogs saying things about her, which is bad, but I don't think it was nothing, you know, career. It was, it was you know, the people saying she's stankish, nothing like that. You can live with it. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That, that stuff about Blueface saying she smelled like dirty raccoons when she twerks, yeah. is that real? Oh, no, that was fake, but it was blogs making it up. And so she was kind of ah. like beefing with them, like Shade Room and all of that. But one thing that you kind of forget is that when you beef, like, like, it's the media job to keep an eye on everything that people will forget and to bring it to the light. So when you mad at them for something simple, their response is to bring up something from the past that is huge. So think about it. Only somebody who gets paid to pay to pay attention to online antics will go back three years to find something that she admitted to. My main issue is, why would you admit this? Why would you go on camera and say <laughs> I used to drug people, and, and I, I'm gonna say like like comparing her to Bill Cosby is wild. I I don't agree, I don't agree with that at all. But I will say this: you gotta be real scummy. You gotta be really trash to drug somebody. And and I know what people saying, well, people commit crimes all the time. People glorify crimes and use all the time. I understand it. If she would have said, "Hey man, I lured a dude into an alley and I had two other dudes rob him," that's cool. Hey, I brought a dude to a hotel huh? and a dude in the closet and robbed him. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm just, I'm just saying in her defense. But when you saying I drug somebody, it's just different because you could drug somebody and they can die. And when she came out and was like, she came out and told the story. There were people pretty much saying, "Hey, my brother died that way. Hey, my cousin died that way." Y'all, but you know, you know, like it, and. Get that I people were trying to say that well, people commit crimes all the time, but it's just the fact that nobody has like nobody in the history of hip hop has ever said drugging somebody is cool. We ain't never let nobody get a pass for drugging somebody ever. You can get a pass for a lot of stuff, but drug like drugging it. This is one of the things on the list that nobody is saying. Hey man, that's you know hot. we didn't we didn't give Rick Ross a pass. People said, "What the hell is Rick Ross talking about?" 
we turned Rick Ross into a pain. I, I, y'all know I'm a huge Rick Ross fan. I can't listen to this on like I like I, I kind of slowed down on listening to Ross for a while, and I, and I was I was kind of happy he lost his endorsement because he deserved to lose his endorsement. But my thing with Cardi B is, you are a megastar. Just a month ago, people were inviting you to go to the DNC. You were supposed to go, like you were supposed to be talking to Beto O'Rourke and Bernie Sanders and all oh. those folks. And then, like, and now you see what I'm saying. This is what I was trying to say last week when I said she talked too much. You are not a normal rapper. You are not a normal artist. You're not some street rap. Like, I mean, even though you often, even though she is from the street, you're not in that position anymore. And that's always been my main issue with Cardi B. When you are on Jimmy Fallon, you on Jimmy Kimmel, you at all these fashion shows, you on the internet talking with politicians, you can't be talking about Trump and you drug and you drugging people. You just can't. So now everything is so now you can't speak up on any issues because somebody can easily negate what you say by saying, Well, you drug somebody and stuff like that. Hike you I get exactly what you're saying. And like you said, hip hop hip hop does have a history of people doing criminal acts. But the difference, I don't want to say the difference, but, well, yeah, the difference is. Yeah, it's, it's a, a difference, difference, man. Like, 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 drugging, drugging. That, no, 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 it's, it's more like this. Like, people try to say that we should hold these rappers accountable for the things that they say and do. And I usually agree with it, but at the end of the day, like, y'all used to tell me that these rappers are telling their story. I understand that. So when they put it in the music and they're telling the story, I it to me, it's feel like this. If she put this in a rap song, it probably wouldn't. It probably would have went over as bad. Yeah. But it's the fact that because last play, because like, a lot of artists, she pretty much she wouldn't talk about this yeah, in the like, song. So if you want to talk about this in the song, why would you admit it? At least in the song, somebody can say, "Oh, she just rapping just to rap. Oh, she don't write on rap. Yeah. She ain't do that." It's the fact that you on camera admitting this, but you won't put it in the song. That makes yeah, it even it, worse. It, and like I was saying, like a lot of artists take on different personas. So, like Kendrick, Kendrick just talked about shooting people, but nobody really believes that he will kill, he's a murderer. Do you see what I'm saying? Same same thing with Drake. Same thing with many other hip hop artists. Yes, they're saying it in the songs, especially with female yeah. rappers. And it's just things that are said in songs, so it turns it it can be passed off as just you playing a persona, which then gets played off as you being a character, like on a TV show. But when you just come outside the music unprompted. And just admit to committing a crime. A lot of the artists don't, um, don't say outside their music. Yeah, I specifically killed um, this man on my street like, twelve years exactly. ago. Exactly. Should get you in jail. Like you could go to jail off of that. Take Which why I was confused when people was comparing her to male rappers. Like, ain't no male rappers just hopping on IG live saying. I'm not saying that they might go on Vlad and say something. But even then, they going to jail. It's the fact that Cardi B is on IG live. Ain't nobody in the room but her. It's her screaming. Crimes he didn't did in the past. That is insane. <laughs> why, uh, why would you, you do this? Where is, um, I'm gonna say this for, for Cardi B to be a superstar, man. She brought she got like the worst pub. She got the worst. No, 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 team no. Ever. I'm saying like, this. I ain't seen her team can't help if she's at home by herself and she just decides to pick up her phone ah, and yeah, say, yeah, yeah. Hey, y'all, I committed a crime multiple times years ago. Cause then it just opens up to somebody pressing charges and saying, "Yeah, I was drugged by her," and then that could that could potentially get her in jail. Cause just like Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby whole thing was he admitted to doing the act, and he admitted doing the act. He said, he said those women didn't do it. I didn't do it to them, but I did do it to some people, and that was enough to get him sent to jail. And that's the precarious part of what Cardi B has said and done. And I just wish she would be smarter. We just got done praising female rappers last week just for Cardi B. To pr- now we got, and now, and, and when we was first female rappers, I ended it off by saying, I need Cardi B to chill on what she was saying. And now this is the game out. It's like, come, come on, man. Oh, oh, oh wait, wait, wait. And I, and I got two more points on this. My first point is that I really, I, okay, I'm going to say this, even, even though I hate making comparisons, I think, and another reason why I feel like a lot of people are really heating up on her about this is because. They don't respect the fact that she's made it to where mm-hmm. she's made it. And, and me personally, I think that's wrong. But one thing that I can understand is, and what a lot of Nicki Minaj fans are saying that I kind of agree with is that she didn't necessarily build her brand and help protect. Like, I'm going to say this. If you build something from the ground up, 
you're not gonna do nothing to ruin that. You're not gonna do anything to potentially harm it. But if you kind of get help along the way and there are people there to kind of hold you up and put you in positions, you don't care you about the outcome it. as much. Exactly. And I think that's why when that's why I seen a lot of people saying if this would have happened to Nikki, everybody would have been on hand. I, I really believe it, but I also feel the same situation. Nikki won't put herself. Nick, Nikki won't do nothing not, like not something this. Like this. Nikki wild out. Unless she beefing Nikki with kids. Might do stuff behind the scenes, but she's never going to publicly come out and say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even when they got in that fight on the red carpet, like she wasn't old enough to say, "Yeah, we were out here fighting and brawling." I'll beat her ass, Nikki. Like she wouldn't even do that because she knows she has a brand to protect and she can't afford to lose that. Because she built that brand mm-hmm. herself, and she knows. And, and pretty much she knows the value and the cost of it. And I think that's something that Cardi B doesn't see yet. I just don't want her to put herself in a position to where she loses everything. And then years down the line, she looks back and says, oh, I could have did this. I don't want her to sell your banks herself. <laughs> that's really what I'm trying to say. I don't want her to constantly dig herself in holes. I mean, especially since she didn't build it herself. Let's say... She drop her next album, it don't sell. The label looks like okay, you're not a priority no more. Now they push, now they treat you like they treat every art other artists. Now they push you to the back, they push you on the shelf, and they love doing that with female rappers. I don't want her to put herself in a hole where she does like like well, she see what she could have been and she I potentially see, ruined my, it. I guess I kind of answered my last question was is she too big to fail at this point? Has Atlantic put has Atlantic and the others nah. put too much money into her for her to you know, for them to let her fail. I'm gonna say this, man. <laughs> Black or brown, you can't fall. I don't care how hot you are, you can fall. Michael Jackson did, and he fell. That's true. I heard Bill Cobble fall downstairs in, in jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Turn the bones in the pudding yeah, pop. But. That's all I got. You guys got any closing remarks before we go? Uh, stream red bars though. That's on still go hard. I will give her that credit. I don't think she's not on that Was it on her? Was it on her album? It, nah, this is like I think this 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 may have been for Bodak Yellow. I think. I thought her music was bad. Promo for the new season of Love and Hip Hop, so I didn't even listen to it. Okay, what about you, Delon? Any closing thoughts? Nah, I ain't, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> All right, like I said, guys, we will be creating our own version of the Double XL freshman list, so stay tuned. Keep checking out the Twitter page; we'll give you details because your your involvement will be needed in order to select said freshman. Uh. That's it. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Popular Demand Podcast. Tune in next week for another episode.